You're listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast, a conversation between audience member and artist designed to demystify the classical music and opera experience. If you enjoy the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast, and really, who wouldn't, please consider supporting it for as little as $2 a month. Visit patreon.com forward slash thoroughly good to pledge your support. Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast number 91 is another hit and run. It was recorded ostensibly to promote the start of Blackheath Conservatoire's online courses of music making and arts and crafts for young people and adults. But it also turned out to be a bit of an atter with a couple of people who live locally to me here in South East London. Blackheath, for those who don't know, is very close to where I live in Lewisham. It's about a 10-minute walk away, and it is, like a lot of parks up and down the country, I imagine a bit of a godsend. Wide open spaces help me expand my lungs, stretch my chest, and see a bit of extended greenery. In recent weeks, it's been deathly silent, eerily so, save for the queue outside the bakery where the local residents seem only to want to buy baguettes. In recent days, however, yesterday in fact, the traffic has heightened to such an extent you'd be fooled for thinking that everything has returned to normal. Look more closely at the slew of cafes, restaurants and bars that are now closed and you'll see that things certainly haven't returned to normal. Blackheath then is a slightly sad place at the moment, it strikes me. It's still a destination, an escape, though it feels a little like a museum when you get there. No matter, these things will return. And the emergence of Blackheath Conservatoire's online offering just in time for half-term this week reminds me of the special place the 19th century building plays in the community still to this day. It's a ray of hope. If ever there was an arts and cultural endeavour that demonstrates how the arts sustains its local community, it's to be found in Blackheath. The Conservatoire Online offers an opportunity for people all over the world to access quality teaching and support, perfect for parents coping with homeschooling, but also great for those who are looking for a creative outlet. Historically too, the Conservatoire pioneered arts therapy after the First World War. It's easy to see how the range of classes the Conservatoire is now offering embodies that original spirit. I'm particularly drawn to the art classes for adult beginners uh, and I totally see how they can help promote positive well-being at a point in time when I'm quite happy to admit I am beginning to notice the need for more self-care in my working week. Marrying that need with my image of Blackheath Conservatoire makes their offer very tempting. I spoke to Marae Chirine, Head of Music, and Claire Cornwell, Acting CEO at Blackheath Conservatoire, about some of the marvels of their online courses. I am both. I am assuming that both of you live in Blackheath. I mean, this is this is symptomatic of of receiving lots of emails and press releases and what have you, and then linking uh, linking venues with individuals. So my assumption is that you both live in lovely leafy Blackheath. Oh no, Catford. <laughs> you live in, You live in Catford too. Hey, yeah. hey, you and I, brilliant. So do yeah. I. I live on on just off Torridon Road. No, I don't want your address, I, but... Well, I live on Yuki Road. Mm. So it's, it's Calderley Conservation Area. It's one of those. Okay. How not, but all the best people, I understand, live in Catford. 
Well, I have to say, we are. I think we're Coldly's dirty little secret. So we are. We're nineteen thirties rather than nineteen hundreds. Nice. So, yeah. Well, even but so, I, I've, lived, I've lived here for twenty years in different grades in Catford. How love? What do you love about Catford, please? Let's see if we can bond over Catford and just make Claire feel slightly awkward. <laughs> I know. Um, I love. Well, I moved here with lots of musician friends twenty years ago because. It was the place you could afford to buy, yet still get a lift home. <laughs> so, and, that... and then, as, as it happens, um, I've since had children, lovely primary schools, lovely community. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've, I've just stuck. Uh, yeah, similarly, when we moved in to, uh, about 20 years ago, the, the first day that we were here... I remember thinking, oh, I don't know why we've moved here at all. I really don't. I don't like it here. Uh, and uh, and then after about three or four years, possibly because we got cats, uh, I thought, no, actually, it's home. And I adore, I adore going down to Lewisham. I get very excited. I mean, not at the moment because it's very quiet, but but uh, I, I do I do really like it around here. Yeah. Um, Claire, I'm sorry. We we you, we were we no, were. You do, you do your cat stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so what about you? Are you are you the Blackford? Are you the Blackheath contingent? I am. Yes. Right. Okay. So I I live literally uh, down the road from the Conservative Park. Uh, what do you both do at the Conservative? Because I realise that we haven't really covered the basics yet. So uh, Claire, tell me what you do there. Um, I'm actually the interim CEO. Okay. So a position of responsibility that I really should have should have known before uh and uh, or at least oh, i should have carried out my research but joe may well have revealed to you <laughs> that fine. i tend not to do that uh and Maraid. i'm um i'm head of music but i've also taught singing there for about 12 years and i conduct uh some of the choirs and i also perform so i've arranged lots of the uh events that we have so there's a thing about Blackheath Conservatoire, which is obviously different from the halls next door, but there is a thing about Blackheath Conservatoire that really strikes me from any print or publicity or any events uh, there when I go there, is that this building and, and all of the activities are kind of rooted in the community. Absolutely. I mean, we are a charity and uh, we were built uh, by the community uh, from subscription a subscription fund um, with the intent of uh, having music and art education for the community and that's something we really we really care about and it's it's lovely when um, you know we have young children and uh, all sorts of people in our garden you can hear music coming out of the windows of the conservatoire and exciting things happening in the in the art building too um, and we very much uh, have been trying to uh, subsidise basically our community work through the the lessons that we uh, offer. So we get um, most of our money from the courses, and uh, we do various outreach activities with with those um, into the community. Because uh, obviously we're we're in Blackheath, as you pointed out, it's a lovely leafy suburb, but it's in the middle of some you know very different areas uh, and we we work really hard on uh, extending the opportunities for people uh, for, you know particularly children but all sorts of uh, different people who wouldn't otherwise be able to access or think of accessing something that looks like the conservatory uh, there is there is an experience about 
going to Blackheath, I find, which is that you can access it from, a, but this is perhaps not a surprise, it's on a hill, uh, but you can access it from a variety of different locations. So it feels as though, like I say, that, that geographically it is in the middle of the... It is the heart of a community that reaches out to others. That, that's the impression. I don't know whether I'm making that up or whether no, that think, is and actually... The conservatory is at the crossroads. It's actually, it's actually mm. at a roundabout. Mm. They had Lewis Sherman, Lee, and uh, across to other parts of Blackheath and Greenwich. So, yes. The thing about the subscriptions, which I hadn't been aware of, is that... I mean, you mentioned that. Is that because that's unusual? You know, it, it's... it's, uh, oh, it's. I couldn't tell you if it's unusual, but, I mean, it was 1881... That they that the residents formed the Conservatoire of Music and the School of Art, and then put together a subscription fund and built the buildings. That's quite something. I mean, yeah, really, so we, when I, you know, it's, it's at that our hundred fortieth birthday next year. Well, that's that's very well talked because presumably it will be open then. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> uh, given what's going on, um, but in eighteen eighty one, that would that suggests to me that. Blackheath truly was a village then, you know, quite quite away from the centre of London. So the fact that a, the, a local population thought we're going to do this and build something like a conservatoire—that's that Great. is quite unusual. Yeah, and I think that I think the same is true. The same man did the halls as well as right. a music hall concert venue. And I'm so also it's a wonderful art complex. I'm also right in, in saying I know this. I do know this because I went to a presentation there given by Blackheath Community Association about the GPO. The GPO were in a building behind yes. the conservatory. See, I have yes. done some research. Yep, absolutely uh, right. And, uh, it's the mass observation unit. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And, it was and, started just just in the the road down. Oh, what is it called? Bennett Park. Yes, that's it. Yes. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and and the reason I know about that is only because I've been uh, I've long been fascinated by Britain and read loads of books about Britain. And and he spent his I think I'm right in saying after he finished at the Royal College of Music, he spent some time working at the GPO, um, and that's where he was writing scores for um, uh, this always happens. The Nightmare and you know GPO films oh, and stuff right, like that. Yes. Yeah, and he was based in that building. Uh, I realise that we are skating away from the point of this conversation, <laughs> uh, but that often is the case. Uh, in your role as head of music, Mairead, uh what what would you normally be doing? Uh, so n- normally, a lot of my role is live, in that I organise and present our student concerts and. Um, which run termly, obviously, and I also run an adult workshop for all of our adult musicians to come and air what they've been working on. And that's all instruments and all styles and all standards, because we we go right from beginners to we have um, people doing their diplomas, and that's post-grade eight. Um, So I'd be doing that. I also uh, would be running, we run a concert series. Our tutors perform in local venues every Friday lunchtime. Uh, We run... Um, at St Lawrence's in Catford, actually, and uh, Beckham Place Park Mansion. Oh yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, for a lot of people who who don't live where where the three of us live, this is going to be quite <laughs> quite an annoying podcast to listen to because we're all going to be going, oh no, yeah, no, I know yeah. you mean. Um, how lovely. Yes. Yeah, so those those happen uh, weekly, and they are free. So they are free uh, for our uh, audience and. The reason we started them was to bring, I mean, they really are, they're top quality in that our tutors use them for warm-ups uh, for venues like Wigmore Hall or 
St James Piccadilly or Martin the Fields. And um, so they use those gigs as warm-ups and we invite uh, people from around and about. I mean, you know where they are, but I purposely put them by bus stops, by train stations, so <laughs> people walk or jump on buses. Um, and then I also invite our local schools to them. So Sedge Hill, which is a comprehensive, just opposite Beckham Place Park, so their GCSE music group. And they wouldn't normally get to see that calibre of concert yeah. in the middle of the day for nothing. Yeah. So that's brilliant. Um, and then to the other other venues, um, some primary schools come as well. And they get to do a Q&A afterwards. So they really, they ask everything from what's your favourite key to uh, to how, why are you a musician? How do you know where you're, how do you know where the notes are? So, I mean, that's a large part of my role. I also, I look after our tutors. We've got, actually, I just looked, we've got 71 tutors who teach all instruments and voice. Um, and there are 600 lessons that go on every week. Um, under normal circumstances, and obviously I've trans. We're now online. Uh, I think we're we're doing we're teaching about sixty percent of that. Um, but I'm always I'm regularly checking in with those tutors because it's a stressful time and mm. it's stressful teaching online mm. and just making sure that they're okay as well as our um, as well as our learners. So you know, it's there's there's a lot to it as you can imagine. Uh, and then, you know, we're also we're also um, an events place ourselves. We run right regular jazz concerts um, and family concerts. So, you know, all of that is on the back burner for the moment. So it's looking at different ways that we can still, we still put our, if any of our tubes are performing, we, we have something on a Monday and a Friday on our website where you can listen to their concerts, which is great. Um, Claire, we should obviously nail the purpose of the conversation, which is I've, I have a follow-up question for you, Mairead, but we'll come back to that later, um, which is what is Blackheath Conservatoire doing? You're, you're making some of these classes available online. That's right. So, I mean, we normally have 2,000 students coming through pretty much every week. Uh, so having to close the building is, was a really big shock for everybody. So uh, the team have just done amazingly um, and we are now uh, providing both our individual music tuition which as Mairead said is usually about 600 lessons uh, a week um, online on Zoom and uh, 370 of our students have picked that up already to, to carry on with their tutors doing, doing their uh, individual tuition um, and we've also uh, moved our group courses which is about half of our uh, work um, so nearly, we haven't been able to move all of them online because they just don't don't work. Uh, where you've got sort of uh, our, our famous our famous flagship program is called Roundabout, where uh, children of sort of five and six get a year where they try out six different instruments in groups, which is fabulous. And then at the end, they can uh, decide you know which they really like. We can't do that online because the children don't have six instruments just yes. sitting around at home to. To, to do but we have uh, moved uh, a lot of our uh, early years music and um, our adult art and some drama on online and a mixture of uh, interactive zoom like this so that you're in your group and your uh, tutor is talking to you and you're doing uh, the art or you're doing the, the music um, or the drama and then also we have for the early years uh, really the little children where it was decided that interactivity on a screen was just too difficult for a, a group of children of that age we're actually posting out on our YouTube channel we're posting out 
um, weekly videos uh, for the class and people can sign up to what's basically you get a box set so um, they can also so on a Monday you'll get your your tiny pots class and you can have your child there and they can watch it and they can watch it again and they can watch it again and they can pause <laughs> it and they can repeat it which I think for parents uh, homeschooling and in lockdown uh, has been uh, really beneficial and uh, we are our tutors have been amazing in turning turning their hands into becoming film video producers and editors but I'm, still still keeping the quality i'm reminded when you're uh talking me through that uh that range of activities i am i'm taken back to the school that i went to uh, where we would be plonked down the primary school, where we'd be plonked down in front of a television at a certain point in the day, and we'd be we'd be watching schools programs on the BBC or ITV. Actually, it feels as though at this moment in time we have quite necessarily back. shifted back into that, uh, yeah. and it's really interesting to see people using using this platform in a lot of different creative ways. What um, what challenges do you think some of those tutors faced? I mean, did you did you go to them saying this is what we need you to do, or did they come to you and go, well, I could do this, I could do that? Do you see, what? I'm I'm interested in knowing how yeah. you shifted. So right at the beginning of all this, um, we each of those courses, so the early years course, the roundabout course, there are other courses we brought in, brought them all in, and said, what do you think you can do? What can you offer? And there was a mixture of feedback in that some were really interested in doing live courses and then some wanted to do those pre-recorded ones. And I suppose the thing is, it, it was difficult, isn't it? Because you suddenly say, right, this is what we'll do. We'll produce a video every week. And then reality hits and you realise that actually you need to clear a space to produce yep. your video. Yep. You need to get everyone else out the way. You need to look at your lighting. You need to, and, you know, simple things like, um, you need to adjust your uh, material because all of a sudden it's concentrated. Mm. You know, there's no there's no little in, little fun interactions or interruptions. So it's really re, re sort of tweaking material and, and rewriting lots of it to maintain that level of um, you know engagement. And then you know we add they added simple things like how how do you make a percussion instrument? I you know so we give parents guides on making those instruments and the children can make them so you get a bit of craft in there as well um i think it's those videos have taken a lot longer to produce than we thought might happen um one of our tutors she tries to get it all in one take and her son knocked on the door halfway through so she had to start again she was 20 minutes through she had to start again now i have to say if that was me i'd have said oh and there's my son Yes, yeah, and yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, yeah. Just, uh, some, actually, someone just said, I'm sorry if I looked alarmed there. I, a cat nearly got run over and, you know. Yeah. But actually, <laughs> that brings a, a wonderful live element into it, you know. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I'm so not they, entirely they, they sure about the idea of having a cat nearly being run over as, as, a, as, a, as a fun uh, live element, yeah, but yeah, I realise you're using you're it for with, illustrative purposes. You're then with them, aren't no, no. You? Yeah. Um, so, Jeopardy. Then, <laughs> I mean, Jeopardy is always good, isn't it? <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then I, I, I suppose there's the, the sometimes technical difficulties in we had to find out we launched our own YouTube channel. We had to find, teach people how to upload stuff. We had to we had to teach parents how to access it. We had to you know do online Zoom guides online. Uh, YouTube guides. So all of that 
you'd suddenly find, oh, there's these few steps we need to fill in. Um, but I think we've been really lucky in that somehow each member of our team has brought those the necessary things. Um, we're lucky, I suppose. Where can, I'm conscious of time, would you believe? I've never, I've never found myself having to say that in a podcast recording, which makes me feel like a bit of a twat. But where can one find all of this? On our website. Yes, but... Yeah, OK, right, yeah. <laughs> Conservatoire.org.uk It sounds like you've either rehearsed that or you've been saying that a lot. I've got it written in front of me. <laughs> That's what right. I really need. Yeah, fine, all right then. Uh, there is one <laughs> other very quick question which I need to ask you, Mairead, which is, what is your favourite key? <laughs> oh, um, I would say most of the time it's probably D-flat major. Are you just saying that to sound complex? <laughs> or no, is it really no, D-flat? It's lovely and rich. Although when I, when I was training, I'm an opera singer, um, I got called Marine Def Minor because I always sang gloomy things. <laughs> there you are. Uh, how do you feel about C major? I think it's a lovely, transparent key. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. He's really bland. I've always thought it was really bland. It's like it's like magnolia. I just think it's magnolia. Uh, anyway, I'm really sorry that I've thrown that in right at the right at the last minute. Uh, but thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast. If you enjoy it, please consider supporting it for as little as two dollars a month. Visit patreon.com forward slash thoroughly good to pledge your support.